Beat on Audio, the podcast for writers and all who are interested in books, literature and the printed word. Write on Audio is the weekly companion podcast of Write On Magazine and the Write On suite of publications from pen to print. Subscribe by searching pen to print in your favourite podcast app to have new editions delivered to you each week. This is a Write On Audio showcase. Our showcase this month is selected by short story writer and regular write-on contributor, Claire Buckle. Claire's short stories have appeared in a variety of magazines, including Woman's Weekly, My Weekly and The People's Friend. They have also been published in small press journals such as Scribble and in anthologies, including Spread the Words City of Stories. Here's Claire to introduce her showcase. Hi. I'm Claire, editor of the April Showcases, from which I've chosen a selection of writing for this audio edition. Throughout the month, I've focused on the current write-on theme of contradictions. The following poem by Palette Tuari shows the contradictory nature of spring, supposedly the start of warm, calm, dry weather. And yet we often experience frosty days and nights and sometimes even snow. Spring, differences at play. Flowers bloom and rain falls. A season of both night and day. Strong winds and skies are grey. Yet sunshine thaws the walls. It's spring, differences at play. Cool air, but hearts are gay. Nature answers the warming calls. A season of both night and day. Fresh buds in its array amid melting icy squalls. It's spring, differences at play. Singing birds flying away to answer nature's calls. A season of both night and day. World awakening from its stay in winter's cold, dark halls. It's spring, differences at play. A season of both night and day. Next, Donna McCabe's powerful poem, Two-Faced, explores the hurt inflicted by contradictory behaviour. The narrator expresses the anger felt towards a person they have clearly once loved. You show one side, but hide the other. Say one thing, but mean another. A shady persona. I can't quite understand. It breaks my heart at your sleight of hand. So many ups and downs and run around. You've drained my energy. Run me into the ground. You say you've changed. Like an old stuck record, I hear. Another cycle of turmoil will no doubt come and go. Well, no more of this turmoil. I can't take this no more. Your lying, angelic face can just get right out my door. Don't look back or knock again. I have no more to say. I tried and done my best. Just go and be on your way. The following poem by Jan Clark was written in 1973 when she was Janice Rhodes, a 15-year-old schoolgirl. Published in that year's Hornchurch Grammar School magazine, The poem serves as a reminder 
that the angst felt by adolescents 50 years ago still resonates today. Remember, this was way before the advent of social media, and yet the narrator feels their daytime persona is a mask, part of a performance they undertake. Impatiently acting our way through day, from dawn till dusk, a charade we play. Our slumbers take us away from fiction, to the world without jurisdiction. Dreamland is a world of fact, but the daytime is all an act. People awake themselves can never be. We're able to face ourselves only subconsciously. Two Stews Apart by Gloria Maloney focuses on the delicious aroma coming from a family recipe which conjures up the memory of a grandmother's love. However, the simplest of actions brings to mind the contradictions between the basic act of seasoning a dish and the human cost involved in some countries in the production of salt. Pungent, aromatic smells of my favourite stew waft around. Herb memories bubble to the surface. Stew stirs, unravelling of grandmother's headscarf, a basket of herbs by her side. Tender hands lovingly transfer the scarf, covering my eyes. No peeking. I hear bees buzzing. Her voice. To see the essence of the herb, hold out your hands. I breathe. Grandma incants. Sage, clever and wise. Oregano, skin all aglow. Fennel, good health and wealth. Chives, lively, inquisitive, sweet child of mine. The stew calls for a sprinkling of salt. I reach for the condiment. An assault hits my mind. Recall of the TV documentary. Woman. Skin-deep brown crevices. Harsh lifelines. Stooped back. Labours under the relentless burning Indian sun. Harvesting the salt plains. Sinews stretched taut knots of pain. Salt coursing round her veins. Her world a colourless white blank canvas. I wonder what she will put in her cooking pot tonight. Most of my writing takes the form of short stories. I've also tried my hand at flash fiction and enjoy the challenges of finding new ways to express myself through writing. As an example, here is a poem I wrote during an online writing workshop. I thought about the old adage that everyone has a book inside of them and combined that idea with my love for writing short stories. I tried to address the contradiction that some writers might feel when they see their work in print and how short stories are sometimes viewed as a poor relation to novels. She could write a book. Doesn't everyone say that? Well, they should try. Instead, she writes stories. Short, but not always sweet. Some too long, defying the word count. Others are a flash in the pan. She must avoid cliches like that. It's one of the golden rules. Is it a deadly sin to feel pride? To see her story in print, to feel that glow she never felt as a child. 
when she was taught to feel guilt rather than confidence. Confidence has come late in life, a tight bud opening up. The power of the pen, the release of creativity, the joy it brings. If only she could write a book. Sometimes memory can contradict the truth of a situation. But in Patsy Middleton's tender poem, the narrator is sure this vivid scene will never be erased from their mind. The tide was going out as I walked along the shore. Retreating waves left ripples in the sand. The sun was going down as it always had before. There was no difference twixt the sky and land. A mist mixed sea and sky to a glowing line. As if I stood within a hazy orb. I'd never looked at anything so wondrously fine. The vision captivated past superb. I watched the mist rise upwards from the sapphire sea. My soul sang songs to nature's loveliness. My heartbeat felt as if it did not belong to me, as eyes drank deep of this great wondrousness. I couldn't move away from the feast before my eye, and now it is imprinted on my soul, just as Wordsworth's daffodils for him would never die. I'll remember the sunset when I'm old. The first signs of spring bring joy to all. She waits patiently through winter's squall, making humans long for winter's end. And then the first green shoots appear. Daffodils reach skyward, goblets of nectar-waving butter petals. Emerging sleepy from their hives, bees dive in to gather sweet ambrosia. They pollinate the plants and trees, spreading growth for harvests free. The air grows lighter, and the days longer. We cast off our heavy clothes and don raincoats and wellingtons in case of a shower. April seems hopeful and bright as a new day. The world is reborn. Claire Buckle for selecting and introducing this month's showcase. The readers were Sally Walker-Taylor and Chris Gregory. Please read our show notes for more information about Claire Buckle and details of the pieces featured. Next week, we'll bring you an interview with author, scriptwriter and political campaigner John O'Farrell. We're always delighted to read your contributions. So if you'd like to see your words in Write On or hear them on this podcast, please get in touch. We'll share this link and all others mentioned in today's podcast as part of our show notes. I've been Tiffany Clare and you've been listening to Write On Audio. Write On Audio is produced by Chris Gregory and it's an alternative stories production for pen to print. This podcast is supported using public funding by Arts Council England.